0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for August 20th, 2021. It is Friday, and I am excited to finish out my day in a few short moments. I will be whisked away to beautiful Philadelphia where I'm gonna go see a concert of Fallout Boy, Weezer, and Green Day. It's an interesting collection of folks, and Green Day's closing out the show, which, eh, eh, I'm more excited for Weezer and Fallout Boy, if I'm being completely honest. But hey, my wife is really excited about Green Day. So between the two of us, we're going to have a great time. Anyway, let's check in. How are you? Got anything exciting planned this weekend? Are you going to any live events? Do you feel comfortable doing that? I know for us, we're going to be masked the whole time we're there. And it's in an outdoor stadium. So I don't feel too weird about it. But I still feel, you know, a little, little hesitation in the gut, you know. Uh, but that's, I think that's just kind of going to be the way it is until we get the new delta variant and a lot of other things under control get our vaccination levels up so if you aren't vaccinated please go out and do that for real like please uh and if you can't i i'm sorry to hear that hopefully everybody else will get their head out of their butt and go get vaccinated so we can all go enjoy herd immunity together Anyway, that's not what I want to talk about today. I have two things I want to mention today. The first on the top is that I will be participating in a Tech Field Day Extra event next week on Monday and Tuesday. It's part of NGINX Sprint 2.0. That's a two-day event hosted by NGINX. And the there will be a panel of Tech Field Day alum there providing commentary on some of the presentations that will be happening during the uh during the conference, I guess it's it's like a conference, so that should be pretty interesting. If you want to watch those live, they'll be available on Nginx's registration site. So just go register for Nginx Sprint 2.0 and you'll get access to those live events. If you can't attend it live, then the recorded versions of the Tech Field Day panel stuff is going to appear on YouTube. I assume that the Nginx side of the presentations will appear on there. YouTube or something along those lines as well. So that's one thing I wanted to mention. The other thing is I had a conversation with one of the people at Pluralsight today about, you know, courses that need some updating, things I need to take care of. And it got me also just thinking about courses in general for two reasons. So first the thing that we're talking about is that I need to update some of my Terraform courses and that's completely valid my Terraform getting started course is almost two years old the content all all the content is correct and it hasn't shifted that much since uh, 0.12 but there have been some changes I've kept the exercise files up to date but I have to update all the video components and that takes a significant amount of work to update so Probably this September or maybe this October, depending on how things shake out, I'm going to update that getting started course and then see what other courses need attention in the Terraform realm of what I've done for Pluralsight. So that's one thing that got me thinking. The other thing that got me thinking is there's a proposed course at PluralSight. It's not one of mine, but it definitely comes from someone who's very talented. So I'm not worried that the course isn't going to be good. I think it's going to be a good course, but they're going to be doing one on PluralSight Boundary. And it's not really a getting started on Boundary, it's more of a big picture what is boundary what is the idea behind it why might you take advantage of it and i understand there's definitely a place for that type of course and i was glad to hear it because right now boundaries at 0.5 and i would not be comfortable doing a getting started course on boundary because i think there's some features that are missing that i know they're working on and you would have to update that course uh, almost immediately after it's published you would probably be out for a month or two and then have to be updated again that's really hard to do when it comes to video courses. Even if you're just talking to slides and giving demos, all that stuff needs to be updated. And that's not a simple thing to do. It's actually really difficult. So it got me thinking about courses and the approach to video courses versus other ways of learning technologies. And if there's a better or more fluid way of keeping that stuff up to date, with the constant advance of technology. Now the point I made to the gentleman I was speaking to at Pluralsight was for courses that are on relatively stable and not really changing technologies, think something like Java. It's not that it's not that Java is not changing, but the Java programming language itself is not going to have any fundamental shifts in the next few years. It's the basics, the getting started level of the course is not going to change. So a getting started course that was written five years ago is proud for Java, let's say, is gonna be completely valid today if I'm just picking up the language. Now, some of the more advanced and edge cases, that's probably shifted in the last five years as maybe a new version has come out. But for relatively stable technology, you can do a getting started course and the fundamentals don't change. I mean, honestly, the fundamentals for my Terraform course haven't really changed. It's just some of the syntax is different and it just looks better when it says, you know, this is for 1.0 as opposed to 0.12, right? So that's one thing to take into consideration is it doesn't necessarily have to progress at that rate for stable technologies. But that's not where a lot of people need training. A lot of people need training on cutting edge stuff or relatively cutting edge stuff. It doesn't have to be, you know, brand new this year. But for instance, Kubernetes, which is now at a stable release cadence and a relatively stable product has still, you know, a lot of people are getting trained up on that. And if you go back Even three years, the training for Kubernetes would look very different because while some of the fundamental components were there, the approach and the syntax and a lot of the other things that have been added on to Kubernetes in the last three years, it's pretty extreme. So, if I was viewing a course on Kubernetes from three years ago, there's a lot of things that will have changed or be invalid. So, whoever's maintaining that course, they've got their work cut out for them. They selected a technology that is rapidly evolving. Now, at some point, Kubernetes will get on the stable train and it will be less of a thing to keep it updated. And I expect Terraform kind of the same thing. It finally hit 1.0, things are slowing down. There aren't gonna add big new features until 2.0, which is probably the next time I'll have to update the course. But all this leads me to the question of, is there a better way to put together technical training that is intera- somewhat interactive, but also you know engaging its a presentation style and that keeps up, keeps up to date with the constant churn of that technology. The way that I do it on Pluralsight, I think, is good from a learning standpoint. I think people have definitely been able to take my courses and come away with an understanding of Terraform and ready to dive into using Terraform in their job. I know that because they've told me that. But I know it's not the only way to learn, and I'm trying to think if there's a better approach a way to assemble courses such that it's easier to plug and play different components of the course in order to keep the whole thing updated. And kind of what I'm thinking here is like, one of the things I did for the Getting Started course and for the Deep Dive course is each module builds on the one that you just did. That's, that's awesome from a learning perspective because you can watch as it evolves and builds on itself it's difficult from a maintenance project because if I had to change something in the first one or two modules of the course that has a domino effect on everything else in the course. Do I need to update all of those video clips? Do I need to update all of the, you know, slides for the rest of the course because I changed something towards the beginning. So ideally I would go with something that is loosely coupled when as far as the modules are concerned. But that might be a suboptimal learning experience for the person who's taking the course who likes that progression of things building over the body of the course. So I'm curious to hear everyone else's thoughts on this. Would you prefer a more modular approach, which literally modules as modular as possible, where I could replace individual clips or replace just a single clip component of a module, but that means that the modules themselves might not have that nice smooth progression, or would you rather have a nice smooth progression, but maybe not have the course update so frequently? I guess for the learner, it doesn't matter because chances are you're not going to take the same course twice. (laughs) But for me, I want to make sure that my courses are getting maximum visibility and that they're of good utility to the learner. So if you want to let me know what you think, I want to hear from you. Hit me up. Twitter, Ned1313, find me on LinkedIn, tell me your thoughts. And if you have time on Monday or Tuesday, tune into the NGINX Sprint 2.0. That's going to do it for me for today and for the week. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate every single one of you. If you want to share this podcast with a friend, that would be awesome. I give you hugs through the mic. Uh. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.